Hello and welcome to the Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. reward for the capture of the Green Hornet, dead or alive. It was Britt Reed, the young publisher of the Daily Sentinel, who offered this fabulous sum. Britt Reed's father retired and left the city after turning the active management of his newspaper, the Daily Sentinel, over to Britt, hoping that responsibility would control the playboy activities of his son. There were times when Gunnigan, the city editor, and others of the competent staff thought that Britt would develop into a publisher like his father. But there were other times when they feared that the young clubman would never abandon his happy-go-lucky love of nightlife. Just one individual knew the truth about Britt Reed. Cato, his Filipino valet, knew that under his playboy exterior, Britt often risked his life, that criminals of every description might feel the weight of the law by the sting of the Green Hornet. Cato knew that Britt Reed was the Green Hornet, who, though innocent of major crime, was wanted by both police and underworld. Wanted, dead or alive. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure, Bullets and Bluff. The Green Hornet strikes again. The election campaign had been one of the bitterest in the city's history. My opponent is a crook in league with crooks. A steamer conniving to turn criminals out of our jails to prey on the taxpayer. He points to his record as a member of the parole board. Well, I'll give you the truth about that record. The truth that will show what Lucas really is. Listen to these facts. Listen to them. John Holland, the incumbent, had conducted a mudslinging campaign that reeked of libelous charges. But the real fireworks had been promised for a radio talk on the eve of the election. A man named Mitchell was to speak. Mitchell and a friend approached the hotel elevator. Tenth floor, Mr. Mitchell? Yes. How long will it take you to dress, Mitchell? Call for me in half an hour, Jerry. All right. That'll give me time to dress. You're not scared, are you? Because of those threats from the Green Hornet? <laughs> Don't make me laugh. You're still going to throw the book at Lucas. You bet I am. Walk down to my door with me, Jerry. I'll tell you something. All right. I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm telling the world that I've had a warning from the Green Hornet. Yeah? And I'm making it look as if the Hornet's tied hand in glove with Lucas. And will bear out the statement Holland's made that Lucas is in cahoots with the criminals. Not bad. I'm not stopping there. I'm passing the warning letter in the Hornet's seal in lieu of a signature over to the newspapers for publication tomorrow morning. Good stuff. <laughs> you don't catch me backing down. You won't. You know what's good for you. I 
of freedom, some of us will be out of jobs. But you, well, Mitchell, you know what? Sure, I know. You better go on to your floor and get into the black tie. Got to go to Holland's party after the broadcast. See you later. Half an hour? Yeah. Wonder who turned the lights on. I did. What? Well, who? Lock the door, Mitchell. The Green Hornet. Lock it. How did you get in here? That's not difficult in a hotel with fire escapes and old-fashioned locks. You got my warning, didn't you, Mitchell? Yes. But you haven't canceled your broadcast. No. No, I haven't. I, I can't. I can't cancel. I must go on. Well, you're not going to broadcast. You're not going to leave your room. I, I tell you, I... Look here, Mitchell. You used to be a pretty good guy. Why are you backing a crook like Holland? You're a fine one to complain about anyone backing a crook. You and I both know that Lucas is on the level. You used to throw your influence behind men like Lucas. What changed you? Why are you helping Holland spread a lot of lies about Lucas? What's Holland got on you? Who said he had anything on... It's pretty obvious, Mitchell. But I... I don't get it. The Green Hornet's the biggest crook that ever ran loose. Yet you talk Never like... mind that. What's Holland got on you? Oh, what's the difference? Listen, I've got a broadcast. I'll pay if that's what you want. Your money doesn't. But I've got to do it. Look, I'll level with you. I got mixed up in some deals and Holland found out. He's got enough on me to send me to the big house for the rest of my life. That's why I backed him. For that or Alcatraz. If I don't appear at that broadcast, he'll use it. I'd sooner be dead. And so to save your own neck, you're going on the air and tell a pack of outlandish lies about John Lucas. You're going to tell things that he'll have no time to refute. The old game of the last-minute speech before election. You'll keep an honest man out of office and let a rat like Holland stay in. No, Mitchell, that's off. The, the phone. Answer it, Mitchell. And be careful what you say. Hello? Mitchell, this is Holland. Yes, Holland. Holland, I... I can't make it. What? You'll make it or else. You have no excuses. But I... I can't. You'll make that speech or you'll get the works. I mean the complete works. Mitchell. The Green Hornet's here. Why, you... Give me that phone. No, I'll show you. you. I should have hurt you. I'll get you. Give me that gun. Give it to me.
Well, Reed, I hope you feel better now that you got on your tuxedo. Well, at least I can relax over my dinner, actually. I'll not be so pressed for time. It is a slick idea to rent a room at the hotel so you wouldn't have to go all the way to the apartment to change. Haven't our steaks come yet? Uh, he told the waiter to take his time. I figured you'd be longer than you were. Oh, well, there's no hurry now. By golly, I wish I was going to the party Mr. Lucas is having. It won't be much of a party. Just a few friends to keep up his courage in the night before election. Uh, what do you think of his chances? Well, it all depends on whether or not the public believes the lies that Holland told. Yeah. I expect there'll be a flock more like told when Mitchell talks tonight. Mitchell? Sure, you know, that loud blabbing galoof in the Clarion newspaper. Oh, oh yes. Oh, hey, look. There's my friend, Sergeant Doyle. He works with Burke. What's he doing in a swag-eating place like this? Seems to be looking for someone. Well, maybe it's me. By God, he read it is me. He's coming over here. I wonder if something's happened. He always does his best to give me an inside track on a big story. Hello there, Sarge. How's trick? Hello, Michael. Good evening, Mr. Reed. Hello, Doyle. That's where I got something for you. Something hot. Yeah? yeah. What is it? Mitchell has been bumped off. Mitchell? The guy that was to speak tonight. He was murdered in his room. Murdered? Yeah. And we've got evidence that points to the Green Hornet. <laughs> Malloy. 
Fingers Malloy. Oh, that little runt. He's a safe cracker. Well, Fingers is living in Swank at the downtown hotel. No, is he? Just in case you want to do anything about it. That I do. I'm on my way. Maybe Holland was right after all. Michael, listen to me. Well? For the Daily Sentinel back, John Lucas. Sure, I know, but... Do you think you'd be smart to try and make a case against him? Listen, Casey. Ridley's on the level. I know that, lad. And I'm here to tell you that if he found that Lucas was crooked, he'd be the first one to publish the fact and spike it back in his campaign. If he comes in, tell him I'm on the way to interview Fingers Malloy. Yes, and you, Lord, Mr. Reed's in his office right now. Then tell him anyhow. Tell him maybe when I get back, I'll have the load down on John Lucas. Really? Uh, oh. oh, golly, I didn't see you coming, mister. I, I thought you were holding the door open. Oh, well, I'm down the way. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I guess he didn't know you, Mr. Lucas. Perhaps not. Who is he, Miss Case? Michael Axford. Reporter? Well, sort of. You see, when Mr. Reed's father left the city, he hired Axford as a sort of, well, bodyguard. Oh. He was formerly a detective. I see. And Mr. Reed keeps the big fella busy running down news at police headquarters. Oh, I'll tell Mr. Reed you're here. Yes? Mr. Lucas is here. I'll be right out. He'll be right out. Uh, I'd like to congratulate you, Mr. Lucas. Thanks, Miss Case. We were all very happy to see you should like the Holland machine. I'm not sure that I have. Hello, Lucas. Come on inside. All right. I wanted you to be the first to know what happened when I called on Holland. You saw him? Yes, my attorney and I just left him. Brett, he's going to keep fighting. I hope you'll fight back. Well, sit down there. Thanks. Brett, Holland has built up a strong machine, and he's going to do his best to keep it. He's given me 24 hours to step out. I don't know what he has in his name, Brett. 
obviously has some sort of trumped-up evidence that would sound convincing. Well, read this, Lucas. It's a statement from Holland. Oh. He says that he will forward sworn affidavits, photostatic evidence, and other proof of his statements to all newspapers if you haven't resigned by tomorrow noon. Brett, what should be done? Can a crooked machine discredit an honest man? It's been done, Lucas. I know what my dad would tell you to do. Step on? Not on your life. He'd tell you that you had the backing of the Daily Sentinel because you were a fighter. He'd say, fight to the finish. And we'll stick with you. John Lucas left Britt Reed's office with the promise of backing by the Daily Sentinel if he would fight Holland to a finish. When Miss Case entered an hour later, she found Britt deep in thought. These letters are ready for signing, Mr. Reed. Miss Case? I wonder if we've made a mistake. A mistake? I gave Lucas a promise. That you'd stick with him? Yes. Well, I, I hope you've made no mistake. There's doubt in your voice. I didn't have a chance to tell you where Axford went. Where? Well, he thinks he has a line on one of the men that got a parole through Mr. Lucas. A man called Fingers Malloy. Hey, Reed! Uh-oh. Reed, I got something for you. You've been hobnobbing with Fingers Malloy, eh? That I have. By golly, he's up to something. Yes? I suspected something was funny when I found out that he was living in a high-priced joint like the downtown hotel. He couldn't live there or what he got honest. Where is his money coming from? That's what I was wondering. It'd look mighty bad for your friend Lucas if it came out that the guy he let go free from the Hoosgow was back into crime. Well, did you talk to Malloy? Oh, bet I did. The little lug was trying to keep me out of his place. He thought I was still on the cops. I tell you, Reed, Fingers is back in the racket again. He's planning something. If he's caught, he'll go back into the Who's Dow for violating his parole. And it'll look bad for John Lucas, won't it, Al? Yes, Axford. It might look bad for Lucas. Very bad. Britt Reed owned the fashionable apartment building in which he lived. And Michael Axford made his home with the young publisher. He had just finished dinner, cooked and served by Cato. Well, I got to be going. Oh, oh my golly. And that full of Cato's cooking, I can hardly move. Police headquarters again this evening? Yeah. You have to go along with me sometime, Reed. The cops could tell you lots of things about the Green Hornet. You'll have to, Axford. Oh, thanks, Cato. Uh, I'll see you, Reed. I'll probably be in bed when you come in. Good night, then. Good night. Stepping through a secret panel in the rear of a closet in the bedroom, Britt Reed and Cato went along a narrow passageway built within the walls of the apartment itself. This led to an adjoining building which fronted on a dark side street. Though supposedly abandoned, this building served as a hiding place for the sleek, super-powered Black Beauty, streamlined car of the Green Hornet. Britt Reed pressed a button. The great car roared into life. A section of the wall in front raised automatically then closed as the gleaming black beauty sped into the darkness.
a dark alley that ran past the rear of Holland's home. The library is dark, Mr. Brief. I have a flashlight, kiddo. I'm going to try to get into Holland's safe. If I can't do that, perhaps I can find something else. Files or something of that sort that can be used to help Lucas. You stay with the car. Cops 
find you shot with your own gun and a blamed finger. Oh, not for murder on top of everything else. What do you want? Uh, I'll give you anything. Name the price, but don't kill me. Here. Sign this paper, Holland. That's all you have to do. Paper? It's the retraction of the what Lucas wanted from you. A complete retraction of everything you said during the campaign. But that ruined me. What in thunder do you think this gun will do to you? You have about five seconds left. I'll stand. I'll stand. Give it to me. Hurry. Malloy, you'd better wipe your prints off that safe. Make it fast. The police are near. It won't take more than two seconds. What about that signature, Holland? Yeah, I've served it. The cops are in front of the house. Get this, Holland. If you don't stick to that retraction, I'll be back. Get it? Yes, yes. I'll be back. Just remember, Mitchell. The cops are at the door. They'll bust him in a minute. They'll let themselves in. They'll get us. Shut up. Holland, you're going to sleep. When you wake up, tell the police whatever you want, but keep me out of it. Is that clear? Yes, you. Please, don't shoot me. No, no, no. We've got to get out of here. Take it, Holland. Gas to make oh, you sleep. Oh. Hey, well, what did you do to him? A special gas in this gun. Come on, fingers out this way. Holy... Copyrighted feature of the Green Hornet Incorporated.